Everyone, welcome back to our podcast called The Research Behind Lift the Lid, where we talk to researchers previously funded by Australian Rotary Health about their research findings. I'm Jessica Cooper, and joining us today on episode 19 is Professor Maria Kangas from Macquarie University. From 2015 to 2017, Professor Kangas received an Australian Rotary Health Mental Health Research Grant for her project called the Cool Kids Health Program, an investigation of a psychotherapy program for distressed youth with functional medically benign somatic syndromes. Professor Kangas is a professor in the Department of Psychology, Centre for Emotional Health, Macquarie University. Maria is a registered psychologist and has dualed endorsements in clinical and counselling psychology with the Psychology Board of Australia. Professor Kangas specialises in the assessment and treatment of stress, PTSD, anxiety and mood disturb disturbances in trauma and medical populations. Through her research, she has focused on understanding emotional regulation, coping strategies and autobiographical memory functioning in helping people adapt to stressful life events, including medical health problems across the lifespan. So welcome to our podcast, Maria. It's great to have you. How have you been going lately? Very good. Thanks for having me, Jessica. Yeah, thanks for I'm joining. glad that it's spring. <laughs> Sorry? I'm glad it's spring. Yeah, yeah. yeah it feels yeah. so nice, so different outside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's great to have you. Um, we're, we're obviously very um, familiar with the Cool Kids program now and, and how effective it is at helping young people with different mental health problems such as anxiety and depression. We've had um, Professor Ron Rapay um, come on the, on the show before to talk about the history of the program. And um, I guess part of that history is your research project as well. Um, in 2015, you were awarded a grant um, for another version of the Cool Kids program called Cool Kids Health. Um, would you mind walking us through what this program is, is for and how it came about? Sure. Um, I'll start actually with the reverse of how it came about um, and then what the program's about. How it came about is I actually have a very sort of traditional academic role at the university in terms of teaching supervision and research. And I also am a strong advocate of the scientist practitioner model. And given that I have been actively involved with training the clinical psychologist at Macquarie University in terms of the, our master's program, I've always undertaken a small private practice. Um, and at the time that I was thinking about these ideas, I was getting an influx of referrals of children and teens, and this was a, you know, a clinic in a hospital setting, where they were being sent to me through tertiary referrals because they were highly distressed by not being able to manage reoccurring somatic health complaints. Yet there was no medical reason for it. They had undergone extensive medical tests um, and, the, they were, and it was deemed like there was benign in terms of their physical health status. But understandably, these children and teens were highly distressed and so were the parents. When I delved into the literature, there was not much about how you manage that in terms of comorbidities, because underneath all this, the children were also had undetected anxiety and or depression symptomatology. And so through peer supervision, I started the dialogue with peers 
of what, what can I do to assist them in terms of the evidence base? And I kept being encouraged to adapt it from, say, the pain literature or what we know from the adult literature in terms of um, the term functional somatic syndromes. Um, then this coincided at the time that uh, Ron led the RCT trial for step care for the standardised cool kids program. And I happened to have a discussion with him about uh, the irony our centre is called Centre for Emotional Health. Yet, um, and I told him about my private practice experience and what can we do for children with somatic health symptoms concurrent with dis distress, but they're first wanting to target managing the somatic complaints. So with his permission, I um, started to adapt the program and write a manual and I managed to get initial seeding funding from the university to help me with time um, around that. So this, was, this program is actually geared for children and teenagers between 7 to 17 who have got reoccurring somatic um, health complaints, including, say, um, sore stomachs, headaches, dizziness, fatigue. But what it's not just one-off. They have got um, repeated absences from school, social withdrawal, family uh, functions have been disrupted because they just don't want to engage because they, they're not coping with the somatic symptoms, but then it becomes psychosomatic um, because they do have underlying distress, whether it is anxiety and or depression or a combination thereof. So that's where the, it came about and that's what the program's about. Yeah, well, it's very interesting that there are those physical symptoms there, you know, connected to mental health, because I guess people don't really suspect that it has something to do with their mental health. You know, they, they, they think that it's another medical kind of problem. So it's, yeah, it's interesting that this program addresses that as well. Yeah, that's interesting you raise that because the big um, barrier for families, um, and some were resistant initially, is why am I being referred to a psychologist when, when my child is complaining about physical issues? The stigmatisation is there. It's been written about increasingly, even up to present day in the literature. And through the course of this program, I have had uh, really great dialogues with other research groups and clinicians around the country, as well as internationally. In Europe, they, they do really specialise um, more strongly in somatic health complaints across the lifespan. And mm. so my experiences are very similar to what um, and in particular, I've been collaborating with some Danish researchers. Their experience is exactly the same. And it transitions if it's not um, uh, detected and or not assisted in terms of the families getting assistance right into adulthood. Mm. Um, I guess is this kind of, you know, one of the first of its kind, like this kind of program that tackles both, you know, the mental health symptoms and, and the somatic symptoms? Has, has much been it's done? It's one of it. It's one of the few of its kind. To our knowledge, it's the first that has actually tackled both the somatic health complaints, but we're using a DSM framework to, to target the high severity end in terms of the continuum. So we're utilising the somatic symptom disorder criteria to screen people, we, we use to screen people into the trial. But in addition to that, they had to have sub, at least subclinical levels of anxiety and or depression or adjustment-related issues. There were, uh, prior to our trial, there was only three uh, trials in the international literature and they were very uh, small and or they had excluded particular uh, uh, children and or teens that we were targeting. So they either focused on the depression side or they focused on the anxiety um, and or eliminated some of the anxiety disorders where we utilised a far more inclusive transdiagnostic approach. And we've, we've, we've had a few more 
far more people coming into our trial than the original trials in the international literature. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, and I guess with this um, grant from Australian Rotary Health, you, you want to test the effectiveness of the program. How did you and That's your correct. research team um, go about doing this? So uh, we, we are most grateful for the support we received from Rotary with this study. Um, it enabled us to conduct the first uh, randomised control trial for, for this program. And so because it was the first of its kind, I adopted the way that the standard cool kids programs have been originally tested. So I actually utilised a weight risk control design and I learnt a lot through that. Um, it is a very unique population. So some of the health system didn't like the waitlist arm and or some families didn't like the waitlist arm. But nonetheless, we did have families who were relieved to be accepted into the trial and be waitlisted for a 10-week period. Um, although it is an adapt adaptation of cool kids, it is there's some unique components. And the, the first part of the program, the first 50% of the program is unique to the somatic disorders. Um, and in particular, the very first session is different to the, cool, the standard cool kids approach. We actually engage the parents only and we individualise a case formulation to actually uh, provide psychoeducation and individualise the treatment to the specific somatic complaints as well as the underlying distress that the, the child or the teen has um, in order to actually... So the family first has an understanding of why psychology can potentially help you. So, yeah, Rotary enabled us to actually uh, test the efficacy of this program against a waitlist condition. And we, uh, yeah, we were relieved to see that the trial was successful in that respect. Oh, that's great. I guess, yeah, what, what kind of findings came out of this trial as well? Was there anything interesting that you weren't expecting? Um, well, uh, our primary hypothesis was met. They, they, the uh, children's somatic health complaints uh, significantly reduced and very early on um, because we had up to a nine-month follow-up um, and we have got good retention effects. What was most impressive, and I was a little bit wary at the time and a bit anxious, it's um, because it is the first trial of its kind, um, we also had success with treating the comorbidities Quite a number of uh, children as well as teenagers who came through our program also met full diagnostic criteria for at least one, if not uh, two, anxiety and or depressive conditions. And they also significantly reduced over time as well. Mm -hmm. um, even the self-reports from both children and parents, um, that, they, that, that was supplemented with our clinical interviews, that the evidence is there. And also the children's responses on pain uh, response inventory, which is well used in the functional somatic literature in, in the paediatric world. Um, it reduced sick role behaviours, which was most impressive because that was part of the program as well. Yeah, oh, excellent. Yeah, it's always great to hear of the success stories that come out of these grants that the Rotarians fund. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's great. Um, I, I know as well that the, the Cool Kids programs are available for the wider public to access. Um, is this also the case with the, the Cool Kids Health um, program? And I guess if people want to access it, where, where can they find it? Yeah, that's, our, that, that's been our plan. I've been in discussions with a number of groups around the country. And interestingly, when I was running the trial with Rotary, we had, uh, Rotary was also funding another trial um, with my um, uh, other colleagues. Um, the online one. So people are automatically thinking this is an online program. It's not. We actually tested it as an individual face-to-face -face program. Okay. Um, so we, we'd like to consider adapting it to online, 
But more importantly, with discussions I've had with paediatricians and GPs, because they are a primary gateway for, for this particular population, I'm thinking of more of a blended therapy approach because families actually want some face-to-face -face interaction or even in the era of COVID, making it available through Zoom um, therapy sessions. So that's what I'm in discussion about with colleagues. We actually, I was having a number of discussions and pre pre preparations last year and then COVID hit. And like anything, a lot of thing, things have been paused to prioritise, you know, some immediate tasks at hand. In terms of um, accessing, we are actually, I've trained a number of our, our clinicians in our um, clinic at the Centre for Emotional Health. So that is actually available at the clinic at the moment. Um, and I utilise it even because uh, I'm still a practitioner in that clinic um, from the private arm. But yes, the goal is to disseminate it. And I'm also thinking in terms of future research directions of a more self-help approach for the more, um, probably the more acute but less complex cases because we had quite a heterogeneous mix of um, participants come through and that also reflects the experience of my colleagues internationally. Yeah, well, it sounds like there's definitely some, yeah, p potential to get it, you know, spread far and wide. And, yeah, that, that's yep. always, yeah, what we love to that's see. That's the next plan, yeah. Yeah, excellent. Um, yeah, I guess, um, do, do you think that there might be um, other implications um, from this program as well? Uh, yes, there, there's been a lot of research ideas I have had and with discussions with colleagues. One thing is that the family and the parenting role has a huge component in terms of how they navigate through the medical and health systems. And we have been hoping to actually run some future research in can we actually do a preventative uh, therapy approach in terms of how do you manage somatic, initial somatic health complaints in children as they grow and develop and identifying early symptoms so it doesn't actually uh, blow out into sort of acute psychopathology. Um, we're also interested, and I have got a number of uh, um, higher degree research students I'm supervising uh, across the uh, developmental age span, looking at the um, processes, the mechanisms that give rise to these symptoms so we can actually fine tune um, the efficacy of these treatments because it is very transdiagnostic. As I said, it's concurrent with underlying distress that both by clinicians and also unrecognised by families and also the teenager or the child. Yeah, it sounds like a very important program. And yeah, as I said before, it's just, it's great that it is tackling those, you know, physical symptoms that people often don't associate with mental illness. So yeah, it sounds like it yeah has some some real yeah potential to to go further and um, yeah it's it's what we always really like to hear from from this funding as well. Um, I know that um, yeah the Cool Kids programs are overall definitely one of our success stories that many of our Rotarians know about. Um, I, I guess would you be able to tell our Rotarians who who might be listening today about the impacts that their donations may have had on your research personally, or or why it's so important that people continue donating to mental health research? Yeah, definitely. Firstly, I'd like to reiterate I'm most grateful for having the opportunity and the funding um, uh, by Rotary. I also appreciate it's highly competitive because the primary reason is that it's an ongoing story here in this country and now internationally. Mental health uh, research is not well funded there's a, and there's a great need. Although we are making breakthroughs with a lot of programs, there's still gaps. So, for example, that's why there, there are now derivatives of, say, the Cool Kids program targeting specific populations. 
Um, so I think it's yeah, such research, uh, Rotary pr provides a great stepping stone. One, it gives us a, found, um, a great scientific foundation to, to first test the preliminary sort of uh, programs in the initial RCT trials, which is a springboard to further research. So that is really vital um, in terms of enhancing the mental well-being of Australians across the lifespan in this country. Um, so that's why I'm uh, very grateful and, uh, yes, I would be uh, encouraging any person around Australia, if they can, to, to sort of donate to such um, funding bodies, most definitely. Yeah, well, I really appreciate you coming on our podcast today, Maria. It's, it's really been great talking about your research findings and, um, yeah, the Cool Kids program. It's just, it's amazing, like, just how many different versions of the program there is, you know, to help people with different types of problems. So, yeah, it's, it's good to see how it, it continues to grow all the time. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thanks so, for having me. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, um, no worries. Delighted to share to share what, yeah, these programs are about and, and the derivatives of Cool Kids as well. Yeah, and it has been a great success story. And so hopefully it continues to evolve to target other uh, particular gaps in um, the paediatric mental health field. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you again. No, thanks for having me. That was the 19th episode of our podcast called The Research Behind Lift the Lid. It is always so inspiring to hear what researchers in Australia are doing to make a difference to mental health and how they are helping us on our mission to lift the lid on mental illness. If you can, please continue supporting important mental health research like Maria's by donating on the Australian Rotary Health website. Thank you for listening. Please join us again next time.